hello, hello, my friends, my internet friends, my web friends, my podcast friends. I hope you are taking very good care of yourself today. We are going to be talking about the messy middle and the five ways that you can navigate through it. So the messy middle is one of the ways that I refer to this churn-filled space that you encounter before you get to mastery in your business, before you get to um, sweet expertise and extreme clarity about what you're doing to market yourself, to grow your business, to find your people. And the thing about the messy middle is that everybody goes through it. Now, what I have seen in the broader world, in my clients, in the people that are showing up with their heart's work is that there is this self-criticism and shame and judgment for not being certain, not being 100% super clear about what marketing looks like. And can we just talk about this for a minute? Because that is absolutely fucking optional. Everyone who starts their business goes through some sort of uncertainty. And uncertainty is just the absence of information. It's just the absence of information. Because of the way that our brains work, we want to make it into this kind of T-Rex that's going to eat us up. But it's not. Uncertainty is just an absence of information. And your job as a business owner is to get comfortable with uncertainty and to relate to it in a different way. Because not knowing what you're doing isn't a place uh, that you need to avoid. It's okay to not be sure. And in fact, uncertainty, having uncertainty means that you're growing because it means that you're not doing exactly the same things that you've always done. And that's what you need to do in order to expand and to reach new levels, whether that looks like financially, emotionally, spiritually, there's so much power in the space. And because of the way that our brains work, it totally wants to shut anything that looks like the unknown down. But I'm here to tell you that the messy middle is a part of the equation. It's a part of growing up as a business owner, and it's totally okay. It's totally okay. One analogy would be, you wouldn't be ashamed of going through middle school. So middle school is just a part of growing up. It's what happens. Yeah, there are awkward times, and that's because the chemicals inside of you are changing, and you're learning, and it's all happening in real time. Same thing with the messy middle. So the messy middle is this place that you find yourself in where you don't know what works for marketing in your business. And what I see a lot of times is that there are business owners that will spend hours and hours and hours consuming other people's content, trying to figure out what the exact strategy should be to find their clients, to get that work out into the world in a really powerful way or consuming webinars, doing email challenges about the latest technology, the latest particular techniques that they can use. And this kind of complexity tends to be a buffer against vulnerability. It tends to be an excuse that people lean into because it prevents them from doing the vulnerable work of trying things out, giving it a go, and seeing what happens. And that is absolutely the place where your personal power is when you are in the mix with your craft 
when you are trying things out that you're being nudged to do and seeing what happens. Okay, so the messy middle is this space and everybody goes through it. I suppose it's not necessarily a universal principle. There might be some people that have exactly dialed in what their marketing is. I've never met them. I've never heard of them. There's probably some nepotism involved in there if that is actually the case. And I am actually trying to get better about making universal statements. But I want to be really clear about this. This is a feature and a function of business growth, the messy middle. This is what happens. You get trained up in whatever your craft is. You go through some sort of period where you decide, yes, this is what I'm going to offer. And it may be that you were trained as a coach, but you don't know what kind of coaching you want to get into. You don't know your niche. That's okay. That's a part of the messy middle because there's this bi-directional feedback loop that happens that's very common for solo business owners. And what that means is you go, you do your thing out in the world, and you get feedback from people. You learn more about yourself and your work because of what they tell you about their experience of your magic. And also, invariably, you find out what you don't like. Things come up, you realize that you're forcing it, you realize that you are a writer, not a speaker, you become more self-aware. You lean into what your strengths are. And this is all a part of soul-led business growth. Okay, so how do you navigate the messy middle? First, self-knowledge, self-awareness. I'm 38, to take a moment and, and double check because it changes every year. I'm 38 and I'm still fucking figuring out what my operator manual looks like, what is best for me, what works well for me, how I need to process, how I need to shift my own patterns. And it is just an ongoing, ever-changing destination. So when I say self-awareness, I mean the nuances of the way that you work, what your strengths are. For instance, if you are a speaker, instead of a writer, if you hate to write, or if you love to write, or if you're a very creative person and you're a little rebellious and you hate constraints, all of these things are so important in helping you build a business that you love because it's not just about air quotes, bunny quotes, bunny ears, <laughs> bunny air. It's not just about finding clients. It's about having a sustainable process that feels delicious because frankly, if you can't do it long-term, this isn't something that's going to work for you. Whatever the strategies are that you employ, you want them to be sustainable because you're gonna to need to do it over and over and over again, especially before you go neck deep into your business. You might be thinking, oh, I just need to do it once. No, actually, you probably need to do it 100 times, which is why you need to like it. You need to have ways that feel really delicious and fun and good for you to get the word out about your work, for you to find clients, actually they find you, be the lighthouse, not the tugboat. So first thing to navigate this messy middle is self-awareness. And I encourage the clients that come into the incubator to dive really deep into this because it's super easy to get caught up in other people's stratagems and their techniques and their funnels and their methods and da 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 da. You have to clear away the cobwebs of social convention to understand what 
your strengths are, the way that you operate. For a lot of us, there's been some cloudiness, criticism, whether it's about your introversion when you feel like you should be an extrovert or anything else. So self-awareness, your strengths, the way that you operate. Self-knowledge is an incredibly important part of navigating this messy middle. And so what that looks like is not using techniques when they don't align with the way that you operate. So for instance, if you join a business program and they tell you, hey, you just need to develop a signature talk and then do the talk and then invite people who watch the talk to come have a conversation with you, to become a client, but you don't like public speaking, guess what, sister? That's not gonna work. Cannot use that particular strategy because it doesn't align with your strengths. Doesn't mean that you couldn't hack it and come up with a signature topic that you write about if you're a writer, but if you are not in alignment with a particular strategy, you shouldn't be banging your head against the wall trying to make it work. There is a way for you that aligns with your strengths and the way that you operate. Promise, promise, promise. Okay, so the second thing that I want you to think about and all of the clients that come into my business building program, the Elemental Business Incubator, establish this with me on the first call and they do it for the duration of the program. It is fucking magical. It's really helpful. It's really important. Um, and you can do it for yourself. You can find a way and I would love for you to do that establish a spiritual discipline. Now this is my way of referring to a five, 10 minutes max daily practice where you are connecting with the energy inside of yourself. It could look really inward, it could be um, being still, it could be sitting out in nature, listening to the birds and the crazy crows and the silly squirrels. It could be journaling. It could be something like coloring in a coloring book. If you need to do something that doesn't look productive because you're always in that energy. And it could be physical. It could be taking a walk or going for a jog or doing a movement practice. So the spiritual discipline, the reason why it's so useful is because it gives you a place to frame the energy of the day for you to take leadership of your life and also for you to be in a space where there is listening. Our lives are really cloudy for most of us, there's a lot of information and a lot of activity that's coming through, even when you're trying to keep things simple, okay? So genius lies in clearing away the clutter, and that includes all of the things that are in your head. <laughs> Doesn't mean that your mind needs to be empty when you do this, but the energy of the spiritual discipline tends to be calmer, connecting, grounding, and in that space, you can get insights and messages. See, in my practice, I'm constantly encouraging my clients and my audience to reach out to the divine. I call it the unseen, I call it the divine support team. I'm constantly encouraging my clients to work with energy and my audience to work with energy. And the secret in the sauce is you need to have room where those answers can show up. Because if you're constantly asking for help, but you're not listening for a response, you will not know how you're being called to move. And that's essential. It's absolutely essential. 10 times out of 10, big magic follows big bravery. 
And if you are hanging out in your head, spinning in this helicopter mind, going back and forth, whir, whir, whir. <laughs> it's a it's a dangerous place. I don't I don't cherish it. If you're hanging out in your head, spinning around, getting all kinds of agitated, it's harder to listen for the messages and get the insights about what you're being called to do. So the spiritual discipline can also help you ground in your body. And if your pattern is that helicopter head where you're constantly getting agitated and going into your mental spin, the other thing it can do is help you reduce that inclination, that propensity. So spiritual discipline, something that's really useful, varies by person. I've had people that don't like structure, don't like being told to do the same thing over and over again, even though it's really you that's telling you what to do. And so I also have clients that will choose a collection of things. And then when the day comes, they'll just decide. They'll say like, okay, out of the six things that I know work really well for me, today I'm gonna do this one. And then the other thing to notice that sometimes there's this energy that shifts. So you may find that you can do one thing for a few weeks and then the energy wants to go somewhere else. So trust that, lean into that, and definitely allow yourself to move towards this, move towards having a daily practice. And I mean daily, and I mean short, because it's hard to maintain these things over time if you're doing an hour of whatever. And especially if you are a parent, please, please, please do not plan to do this at night. What I find is that parents usually have nothing left at the end of the day, and so their good intentions go off into the good intentions black hole, and then there's a lot of self-flagellation. Oh, I meant to do that. Just do it at the beginning of the day. That's why I say five, ten minutes max. It's easier, so much easier, to commit to doing something that is small like that. And even though it is small in size, it's not small in impact. And there is incredible goodness that comes from doing this over time. There is a cumulative effect. If you do this over the course of 10, 15 more days, you will start to see things. I certainly encourage you to pick something that you enjoy, pick something that you think you would like, pick something that you're, you know your future self does, that you haven't yet been able to integrate into your daily life. And find a way that works for you. Some people really need to hack at things in order to bring habit into their life, and that is totally okay. If this is the kind of question that makes you batshit crazy because you're not sure what to do, pop into my Facebook group, same as the podcast, Your Sacred Craft, and let's talk it over. So the third thing that you need is the MacGyver spirit. I don't know about you, <laughs> I mentioned I'm 38. I remember MacGyver back in the 80s. There was a little bit of a reboot, watched a bit of it. The point of MacGyver is being able to make magical shit happen with a minimum number of components. So MacGyver was doing all kinds of awesome saw stuff with paper clips, with peach pits, <laughs> with toothpicks. I mean, it was just standard things that you find in your everyday life. Now, the spirit of this is you don't need a whole bunch of fussy, sophisticated technology to make shit happen. Go with the minimum viable thing and just get it done. Just get it done. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to look beautiful. 
And I know that there are some people that are going to say like, oh, but that's not my personality type and that is totally okay. You can make things beautiful and they can still be really simple. So sometimes I see business owners that want to create these massive things that have no validation whatsoever. And I'm going to caution you against that. We're going to talk about that in the next point. But in order for you to navigate the messy middle, you just have to be able to begin. You just have to be able to start. And the reason why is because you don't know what works when you're in the messy middle. And that means that you have to try things and see what the impact is. And that will help you get more information about what does work. And that way you can build up bigger things, prettier things, more sophisticated things in the places where the energy is flowing and people are wanting what you're offering. But you don't know that yet. When you're in the messy middle, you're in a process of uh, needing information. And so trying stuff is what yields you the information. And that's where we get to needing to cultivate a different relationship with uncertainty. Because if you never let yourself do anything new, then you are not gonna be at the grill. And I do not want that for you, sister friend. Okay, so MacGyver mindset. Being able to put together small things with simple objects. What does that mean business-wise? It could mean instead of building a super complicated three-year program where you're doing all sorts of really exciting stuff and doing retreats and da-da-da-da-da, that you just do a Facebook Live about the topic that you're being called to teach on and just see how people respond to it. See if there's energy there. Or do an Instagram Live or do a free workshop at your local coffee clutch. So allowing yourself to start simply but powerfully is an important part of navigating through the messy middle. Your mind's going to want to make it complicated. It's going to want to have a membership site and it's going to want to have a 12 month experience and it's going to want to have 17 people as a part of it. And all of this complexity is a buffer away from your vulnerability. The more complicated it is, the less that you have to do right now, because the less that's possible, trust me, I've seen this, it is such a complete clusterfuck, and I don't want that for you. So MacGyver mindset, MacGyver spirit, doing small things with everyday objects in a simple way that is really fucking powerful. And the reason why it's powerful is because the power is inside of you, baby cakes. The power is inside of you. The magic is inside of you. In muggle business, there's all sorts of contraptions that need to get assembled and all sorts of crazy things that need to be built up because they are building from zero. In solid business, we are all about unlocking your natural radiance and your inherent magnetism because there are things that are blocking you from that. Childhood trauma, social programming, all kinds of ways, past life wounds, all kinds of ways that you're being held back and you might not even realize it. So all we're doing is we're taking off these massive iron plates that are blocking your natural radiance, okay? So that MacGyver spirit will help you shine so brightly. You don't need a whole bunch of complex shit in order to make shit happen. Okay, the science hat. The next thing that you need in order to navigate the messy middle is the willingness to experiment and to fall forward. What I want you to know about this is that your success is assured. In soul-led business, we are just looking for the conduits that your success comes through. 
And so all of this is about finding the places where you're being called to go. And in order to do that, you might need to find some places, tap on some, some channels that don't work. And then you get more information and you get more clear. And that way more of the magic can come through in the places that feel better. And this can be incredibly scary for people. And I just want to reinforce that it is so fucking valuable for you to do this, for you to be in a space where you say, okay, I'm just gonna give it a go. I'm gonna try it and see what happens. Because what often takes place when people are in the messy middle, and especially when they're not being guided, is that they make it into a personal failing. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, this wasn't perfect. Oh, why didn't I have a $100,000 launch? Oh, why didn't I sell out my event? It must be because I'm a bad person. <laughs> this is so fucked up and it really, I don't know why it happens. I think it's a function of social media. I think it's a function of our society focusing so much on winning instead of the process of going from beginning to mastery. And I fucking hate this shit because I see it hamstringing so many magical people and they don't want to begin because they don't know that they'll be able to win. And that just fucking sucks. So I want you to see this as the superpower that it is. Your ability to just be a scientist, put on that <laughs> metaphorical white lab coat and say like, okay, we're just going to see what happens. Now, I encourage you to tap into my faith that you've got this, that you can do this, that your success is assured. We're just looking for the conduit that it comes through. And that way, when your workshop only has one person or nobody responds to your post about that program, it doesn't feel like such a fucking blow to your solar plexus or anywhere else. It takes time. It takes time to get into the groove. It takes time to find a beautiful foundation where you can grow from. And that's okay. This is a part of the messy middle. And it's something that every solo business owner I've seen goes through. Shit, it's something I've seen every muggle business owner go through. And that's okay, that's okay. It helps you knowing what doesn't work, knowing where the energy is not, helps you find the places that do work, helps you find the places where the energy hits. Trust me on this shit, trust me on all of this, but trust me on this, if you allow yourself to focus on this as data instead of personal failing or criticism, you are going to enjoy this ride so much more. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pretend I'm saying this three times. Okay, so the last and final tool that I have for you in navigating this messy middle, well, I mean, in this framework, is I want you to spend more time, actually so much more time, I would just spend the majority of your time creating instead of consuming. And here's why this is important. Because a lot of people get really junked up by the messy middle and they get really frustrated with marketing. And instead of that being a reflection of things that they're trying that aren't working, it's actually what, what I've seen is it's a reflection of spending time in other people's energy, learning about marketing that they don't like. Are you feeling me on this? 
I get so many people that come to my world that are spending hours, sometimes it's hours per day, sometimes it's just hours per week, and this is fucking life force that you don't get back. And they are watching other people's webinars and reading their emails and doing these challenges. And it's for people who are obviously successful, that have different personalities, that have different business models, that have a, a different way of being in the world than the person that is studying them that comes to me in my audience. And there's something about it that feels off. And they view this as like a personal sacrifice that they need to make. Well, this marketing feels shitty. This technique feels terrible. But in order for me to grow my business, I guess this is what I just have to do. I guess I just have to sacrifice and suck it up. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, you don't, you don't have to suck it up. You don't, you, you do need to find ways to be consistent. And even if you don't like variety, wait, what? Even if you like variety and you don't like to get bored, there are ways that you can be consistent. I go through this. I love variety. I don't want to get bored. And yet here I am talking about all kinds of different things all across my business and it works. Okay. So you can find a way to be consistent that isn't going to suck the life out of you, I promise. But you need to create. Now, the people that I've met in solo business will spend energy doing every other goddamn thing before they create. Wash the windows, <laughs> clean their car. It's like writing a book. Well, do everything to clean your house before you write that first chapter. No, this is really important because creating is going to be one of the scarier things that you do. And that's okay. It's going to feel probably complicated. You might think like, who am I to create this stuff? There are other people that do it better. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, we need you with your voice, your background, your credibility from your life experience. And we need you now. There's always going to be an audience for you. Remember, we're looking for the conduit that your success comes through. I see entrepreneurs that go through incredible machinations and maneuvers to do everything other than creating. And I get it. I've been there. I know it's scary. I know it can feel super vulnerability inducing, but this is business. It's not resharing other people's posts. It's not consuming other people's webinars on how you should market. It's showing up for your audience, learning more about them, helping them with their problems and doing it in a way that matches your strengths and honors your energy. So what you create now, this is a part of the art and the craft of business, what you create. And if you get stuck here, the spiritual discipline can help you move through it. I'm not saying that any of this is easy. I am saying it can be simple. And there's a reason why people get a lot of help with this. You have to create, you have to build. If you spend all of your time consuming people that would be your clients, that would be your audience, aren't going to know you're there. You have to shine your light out into the world. 
so that people can find you. And I know that this gets dicey, but that's a part of the work. The horizon of what you don't know never ends. You keep coming up with new questions, new ideas, new urges to create, to try, to see what happens. That's why you have to get comfortable with uncertainty. It's just an absence of information, not a personal failing. Uncertainty is not a personal failing. So as you navigate this messy middle, I want you to think about these five, five tools, five ways that you can move forward to be more peaceful, powerful, and focused. The truth is that the messy middle is not going to be forever in your business or shouldn't be forever in your business. This is just a space where you're learning and you're growing and you're refining. And what's on the other side is going to look better than you could have ever anticipated. So the grit that you need is the commitment to get there and the focus that you need, the compass points that you need, or your joy and your why, the desire that you have, the commitment that you make to do this thing. Okay, I'd love to hear more about what you think about these things. Hit me up on the gram. I'm at Your Sacred Craft. This is really strong stuff, so it might take a little bit to settle, but I'd love to hear more about what you think about these things. Obviously, I'm pretty passionate, and I've seen a lot of people that have moved through these spaces. And I've also seen a lot of people that have struggled, stuck in a way that feels like the Sargasso Sea, where there's no wind, where there's no movement, but that's optional, and we need you. Okay, my friends, take good care and drink some water. I'll see you next week.